muscle is actually not what makes true strength. Um, mm -hmm. You know, even a bigger dude who has a lot of muscle, he's not strong because of that muscle. He's strong because of the other elements he uses to employ that muscle, which we right. also have right. as women. Um, and I call it the power trio. Um, and it's three things. It's leverage, rotation, and speed. Welcome to another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. I'm Trizzy. I'm Leah, also known as LA in Flight. We are two voices, two views, and two ways to adventure anywhere. Absolutely. And so this episode was a really, really important one. And it was an awesome one because there were a lot of things that we learned. We uh, got together with Rebecca on of Tough Cookie Travel, who is teaching self-defense to women of all ages, all levels. Um, and teaching them how to protect themselves at home and on the road and things to prepare for when they're traveling. When you're thinking of self-defense, you think the physical part. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I punch them in like the area that's going to uh, scare them and move away? But that's not the case. Mm -hmm. First thing you got to think of and strengthen is your mental. Yes. That is, that's a good point. Like, that's the first thing she teaches everyone in any of her courses, any of her classes when she's speaking. Um, these speaking engagements, it's all in your mind first. You got to get your mindset first um, and have that faith that you're able to like protect yourself and that you trust that you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, making the right moves. And so that's a really big, I think that's a really important part of self-defense that people often overlook is the mental part of it. Yes. So, and I'm glad we got to d dig deeper with her and for her to explain and just like, just give us all the wisdom that we neglect because some of us are very stubborn mm -hmm. and we're just like, I know how to handle myself on the road and at home. But when you're in the situation, do you really? Yeah. And like, God forbid you get into that situation. You want to be prepared for this, but you never want to be in this situation. Definitely. Right? So Rebecca has an awesome background. I mean, she freelanced forever, which is what I do. She had some corporate stints here, um, but she's been like fighting her entire life. So she comes from experience, but she was also a stunt woman in Hollywood and it. started van life in 2018, 2019, really learned a lot there on how women who travel alone or just women traveling period can help protect themselves. And so she has a very colorful background and we thought she was just perfect for this because she, she always said she sees self-defense for women coming from men mm -hmm. it's men teaching those classes she's like where are the women out there teaching these like the the guys don't know one thing she emphasized like the guys are like oh you have to just punch 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 or like, maybe not necessarily the guys saying that but like the point isn't to just punch 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 it's to maybe de-escalate um get away as fast mm -hmm. as you can and then use fighting and whatnot or physical contact as your last resort yes right definitely. Yeah, so that was super important. So we hope you um, enjoy this episode as much as we did. We had so much fun talking mm -hmm. to her and like learned so much. Like it took a few different turns I wasn't expecting, you right. know? Yeah. <laughs> so cheers to Rebecca and what are we cheersing? Absolutely. Ooh, to condensation. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, you know, I went a little off the beaten path and got a matcha chata from Hilltop Coffee down in Inglewood, California. They film a lot of scenes from Insecure there with Issa Rae. But um, yeah, there's it's covered in condensation right now. But it's a matcha horchata mix. Um, I've had quite a bit of coffee today, so I like to uh, sometimes curb my caffeine. But um, yeah, check out Hilltop. They have the best pastries. They're open till three most days. And 
amazing food and it's just in a great spot inglewood up and coming that's right mm-hmm. on market street so mm-hmm. <laughs> check them out when you are in the area right now i have i redrank this before it's my uh china black tea in my cute little teapot <laughs> um i like this like you'll you'll see me drinking this a lot because lately i've been eating a lot of red meat so i feel like this kind of <laughs> helps detox and cleanse so until the time this week i feel like i've Cleanse be gone, red meat. All the red meat, then I will be drinking other teas. Yeah. But this has definitely helped me. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers and enjoy this episode. Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your hosts for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We created this travel podcast for you, who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules. But every episode, we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us, you can adventure from anywhere. Keep in touch with us on social media at Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast. Remember to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket Number Two Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcasts on YouTube to keep up to date on our channel. If you find value and enjoy our episodes and special guests, please rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us and helps others find us easier. You can also leave comments or reviews on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. Be sure to search for Ticket Number 2 Anywhere Podcast. Take a screenshot of the episode you're currently listening to, share it on your socials, and tag us. Or send this episode to a friend if you think it'll be helpful for them. And if you'd like to support us by monetary means, you can do so by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Ticket number two, anywhere. Well, I grew up in theater, so I was a performer first. Ooh, nice. Wow. Okay, that I did not know. I didn't (laughs) gather that from the blog. (laughs) I've done too many things to put everything in each bio, so some bios just have a smidgen of what I've done. So you went from performer to stunts then? Uh, With a detour to Google. Oh Ooh. my gosh. This is like the whole spectrum of everything. I know. Yeah. Done a <laughs> so weird cool. mixture of things. There was also some wildland firefighting thrown in there. And what? Uh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've done a, a weird mixture of things. See, this is why this is going to be such an exciting episode yeah. to have you on, Rebecca. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah. You are one tough cookie, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to rep it. Yep. thanks for having me we're super excited to have you here so you talk a lot about the mental aspect of self-defense so I want to open with this like most people will glaze over that more than anything and when I met you in person a few weeks ago you know we talked about how it's it's a lot of mental prep first so if we were like taking a class with you how would you open it up and how would you get people prepared to know that it's all about what you're thinking first and like the mental aspect of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. So self-defense is as mental as it is physical because um, so much of it is about preparing. Uh, The best prevention is preparation. So the more you can be prepared for anything that may happen. And I don't mean that in like a walk around nervous all the time and be scared of anything that might happen. Just being really confident of how you would handle 
thinking through. It's the same as creating like a disaster preparedness uh, routine or procedure. Just knowing how you would handle yourself in situations makes you more prepared to handle it and also makes it less likely that it'll happen. So there's so much about how you carry yourself, how you pay attention, how you keep yourself calm um, and confident as you walk around. So much of it is internal. So much of it is what happens in here. Uh, when I teach a class, I guess, um, I start with the steps you would take to prepare yourself. And we don't get into the physical fighting until later in the class. Because I take it in order of what the ideal scenario is. Your very first ideal scenario is to get away without any violence happening. I mean, that's self-defense is still self-defense if you don't fight at yeah. all. And that's just a huge misconception that people have. And one of the main things that isn't taught, it's just, that's what frustrates me so much about how self-defense is taught. Um, mm -hmm. It's always taught by men and, uh, and focused on the fighting and here's how you kick ass. And then you do this move and then you wrap your leg around and you do this complicated, you choke him out. And I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is to get away and what yeah. point do we run away so wait were you saying like the point of it was to like hold them off long enough so that you can get away yeah if you do have to fight right so you're trying to escape to safety that's your number one goal always mm -hmm. and if you have to fight in order to do so then by all means do so but only up to the point that you can get away and and no further um and that's right. not just important for your own safety um and you know, obviously to get to safety and to make sure you're going to be okay. Um, it's also important legally. Um, and the legal side of self-defense is also not talked about in self-defense classes. And that's yeah. really frustrating as well. So um, one of the four requirements for, at least this is in the U.S., for federal self-defense on a federal level for self-defense to apply in court um, is preclusion. And that means you had no other option. You had no hmm. other chance to get away. Um, mm -hmm. So there yeah, and that varies state to state. States also have individual rules, um, whether they're a stand your ground state or a duty to retreat state. Duty to retreat means you, if you have the opportunity to retreat, you must. Um, you have uh -huh. a duty to retreat if, if at all possible. Stand your ground states mean that you do, it's, there's, you get a little bit more leeway there. You, you can stand your ground and use lethal force to uh -huh. fight back if you feel threatened, regardless of whether you have a chance to escape. So that's interesting. But they're always, you know, there's fine print. It's not cut and dry. It's not black and white. So in general, it's very, very important to get away as soon as safely possible. But also for your you know, physical health and safety and your mental and safety. I'm so curious as to like, who is a stand your ground state yeah. versus uh, what duty to retreat state? Like, and I wonder where those stem from. Yeah, I don't know the history of them, uh, but there are even more nuances within that. So uh, oh California, <laughs> for example, is, <laughs> yeah, this is why it's important to research the laws in your state, um, mm -hmm. which is one of the things I go through in my course. There's, you know, and all if in my classes, like we talk about the legal side as well. For example, in California, it is a duty to retreat state, um, mm -hmm. meaning you do need to retreat, but it is a castle doctrine state as well. And castle doctrines, that name stems from the concept that a man's home is his castle. You know, that so uh, it means that if you're in your home or it also extends to your workplace, then you do have the right to use lethal force to defend yourself if you're oh, regardless of the scenario. Yeah. That's good that it extends to yeah. your workplace yeah. too. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, sure. we're hoping no one will ever need to use that, but you know, right. that's, uh, that's very more interesting. More that work is happening. So yeah. yeah, there's always something happening. Shopping malls, theaters, yeah. just, yeah. Ugh. If, if this is all sounding complicated, the easiest way to remember this, just to simplify it down is just get away, just escape to safety. Get away. That yeah. is always your number one, number one goal. So I teach both, of course. I mean, I'm a martial artist and I um, have worked in a lot of physical jobs and a lot of male dominated fields. And I got in a lot of fights when I was a kid. So I have a lot of experience fighting um, as well as de-escalating violence. But because uh, when you're yes. a woman and you throw yourself in the middle of a fight, which I used to do all the time, um, you a lot of the times inevitably de-escalate the fight without meaning to. So <laughs> I, I started learning the value of de-escalating violence by accidentally doing yes. so. Now I've learned with age comes wisdom. Violence never helps. I think de-escalation is so important anyways, just in, in any kind of conflict. Like I would love just on a personal growth journey, de-escalation in general. Yes. When, when yes. there's conflict, I'd love to get more into that. Cause I feel like yeah. I fire off a lot of times and I'm like, wait, I want to learn how to like de-escalate more so. So is de-escalating that's, others and yourself too. Yes. And that's, that's exactly what this mental piece is. You know, it's, it's many different things. It's how to develop self-awareness and situational awareness, how to pay attention, how to notice things before they become an issue, how to listen to your own gut. Cause our gut is very smart and we have fear for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. And it's about noticing your exit routes, knowing your way out beforehand so you don't have to think about it in the moment that you panic. But mm -hmm. it's then it is also about maintaining control of yourself, of your mind and your body and staying calm and being confident enough to set your boundaries. Boundary setting is an essential skill in self-defense mm -hmm. and it is hugely mental. That's something that I teach. That's something that needs to yeah, be Yeah, I, I was reading through your blog right before this and some of the headlines of articles, I, I loved it. I mean, there's there's a span of things from, you know, movies to best travel tips to safety gear, et cetera, how to protect yourself on the road. But yeah, I saw that one article on boundaries. So everyone go check out toughcookietravel.com. Yes. Yeah. And that's also your Instagram as well, correct? Yes. And Facebook and the name of the YouTube channel. I don't, I'm not fancy enough on YouTube to have enough. You have to have a hundred subscribers. Oh yeah. To customize the name of your YouTube channel. I'm not there yet. So. I, girl, we, we know. We, we know. know. Yeah. <laughs> Our YouTube channel is like YXZE167. <laughs> but it's cool. So I'm, I'm always so curious because like, I mean, I take a couple boxing classes and like box is just boxing training, right? Like. Uh, I would hope to never use it to defend myself in a situation where I get myself in a situation where I have to use it. But yeah. in boxing, it's like speed is more important than like power almost. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always, I'm thinking as you're talking like, oh, in a hypothetical situation, if you're literally in like a four cornered room, you're trapped with someone who's trying to attack you. Would you teach someone to try to like avoid, avoid, avoid until it's, until they're literally inflicting pain on you? No, 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 no. As soon as okay. you cannot get away without, if your exit route is not possible without um, engaging with the other person, well, then, the, then your next step is to try and deescalate. But so you're not trying to, you're still trying to escape, but by means of deescalation, if mm -hmm. that, as soon as you under um, self-defense laws, as soon as you feel your life is threatened. As soon as you feel that the danger is real and imminent, those two mm. things, as it mm -hmm. feels real and imminent, you have the legal right to defend your, your life. <laughs> Isn't that so subjective? Sometimes? 
Yes. Well, they also define that even further. Like you could read more on this. Or, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, but it is a lot of it is subjective and arguable in court. So if you can say wow. I felt a real and imminent in my life, you can argue that you could defend yourself. But um, the, the point is as soon as you feel like, like physical violence is inevitable, mm-hmm. I, I say start attacking right away. Interesting. And, yeah. and, and start attacking and don't stop attacking until you can get away. Um, and like you said, that speed is a huge proponent of that. A lot of the women I teach have a, they're one of the biggest fears is that they are too small and too weak, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. defending against a larger man. Um, and what I tell them is that muscle is actually not what makes true strength. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even a bigger dude who has a lot of muscle, he's not strong because of that muscle. He's strong because of the other elements he uses to employ that muscle, which we right. also have right. as women. Um, and I call it the power trio. Um, and it's three things. It's leverage, rotation, and speed. If you wow. have those three things, you can take down a bigger <laughs> man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so speed is the one you talked about, just like being mm-hmm. quick, being fast, boxing acts absolutely teaches you that, um, and other martial arts do as well, uh, leverage and, uh, rotation. So rotation is uh, using your entire body behind every hit, um, turning okay. and it mostly so like is force your, also yeah, your core and your hips use the power of your hips and we honestly have more of this as women than men do because yeah. we got yeah. some childbearing hips use yes. that power <laughs> <laughs> twist it martial arts also teaches you that that's one of the great things about martial arts i yeah. uh, a lot of times when i tell people i teach self-defense they'll say oh what style of self-defense and i'll be like no 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 let's break down this misconception self-defense is not martial mm-hmm. arts martial arts is not self-defense Right. A lot of martial arts do not teach you how to defend yourself and they're not practical for real world fighting. If you want Mm -hmm. to learn how to defend yourself, take a self-defense class, not a martial arts class. But there are a lot of things about martial arts that can be helpful. You know, it's kind of like you move to a job in a different field, but you take some of those transferable skills with you. There are transferable skills in martial arts. um, And one of them is how to use your whole body's power behind every move, every hit. Mm -hmm whether it's with your hands or your feet or your elbows or your head yeah. or your teeth or whatever, um, whatever you can employ. Leverage is my favorite because um, we have so much leverage if we use it. Um, if you get really grounded in what I call a ready stance, which is you know feet hip width apart, one foot back, really strong, mm-hmm. legs kind of bent, ready and your hands up and ready, you've already got a lot of leverage in your body to use, to employ, as long as you're ready. I mean, if that's, Again, why mental preparation is so important so that you're ready as soon as it happens um, to get into that ready stance. And that ready stance is also a lot of times enough to de-escalate the situation. Because if you look like you're ready to fucking defend yourself, sorry, can I swear on this? I've- yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <Please> okay. do. <laughs> uh, you're getting fired yeah, up. <laughs> if you get in that position, you know, you're gonna make it clear that you see them and you're ready to defend yourself. Yes. A lot of those scare a lot of them away. Um, so that's important. And then using your voice is also a huge part of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking of everything from enough with JLo. Yes. Everything, that's- how she's like retracing her steps and like yeah. calling out to him in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you have some of those images on your site. And I'm just like, this yes. was just such a great movie. On- I incorporate a lot of footage from enough in my, yeah, <laughs> in my yeah. content. I'm a big fan of the, how that movie portrays self-defense. Yeah. But yeah, so the other thing about leverage, and this is one of my favorite moves, and a lot of other self-defense classes uh, or self- martial arts classes do incorporate this element. And this is about driving into your opponent. 
And it's also, it seems counterintuitive. A lot of stuff about self-defense seems counterintuitive. Like, shouldn't I, you know, shouldn't I always fight first or shouldn't I, you know, a lot of these things you have to realize that, but as soon as you learn the right way to do it, it can make so much impact. It's just, it's so effective as soon as it can make a massive shift in how effective you are at defending yourself as soon as you learn some of these basic mental shifts. Um, and so the concept of driving into your opponent and trying to basically get where they are standing gives you more leverage and it takes away their leverage. Yeah. It throws them off balance while you have more balance and more leverage. Um, and that, you know, just is so, so effective. So you want to drive into them until you can get away. Again, yeah. attack with everything you've got until you can get away. And then. Cause isn't like you want to momentarily like disable them from whatever they're yes. trying to do yes. so that you can. Harm them yeah. yeah. So that you or can disarm them. Yeah. Get away. Dis disarm them. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah. Oh man. Let's start talking about like trap, like travel and self-defense. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Cause I did originally start doing this from just a self-defense perspective, but I'm also a huge traveler. And I didn't think to combine the two. And then I struggled so much with teaching. This is the problem with, self, with teaching self-defense. Everybody you ask, every woman is like, oh, that's so valuable. I would love to learn self-defense. Yes, that's so important. And then you actually ask them to click buy and nobody purchases. Because it's not it's yeah. not an immediate need. It's not, you're not, it's not a painkiller. You're not solving an immediate problem unless they're in a dangerous situation. Um, mm -hmm or they're about to be, or they, you know, they think they might be. And one of the best examples of that is when women are about to go travel. Like what else do you think travelers miss the mark on when it comes to safety? Mm, um, I think a lot of people think when they travel solo, that means they have to be solitary. Um, and that's mm. not necessarily true. Hey, if you want to be solitary, be solitary. But um, <laughs> When I travel solo, I don't always travel solo, but when I do, I'm also often meeting people, meeting up with people. I rarely feel alone when I'm traveling solo. Mm -hmm. And that can also be a safety tip that uh, mm -hmm. the more people you meet, uh, the more of a local support network you build wherever you go, the more you have support if something happens. And like strength in numbers type of. Yeah. Yes. Know? Yes, there is. There's and people who know the local communities or the reputation or places to get away to people they know they can trust. I totally see that. Yeah. You know, and it also makes it more fun. You get to know the local yeah. hangouts, local spots, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get the inside tips. It's the best way to travel. Get to know locals um, or other travelers. So, yeah, I would say that. But I would also say a lot of people don't real don't think to. Um, stay in touch with people they trust back home as well. That's a safety tip as well. Well, this is, you know, we just discussed this on the last episode, um, like staying healthy on the yeah. road where I, I actually do. And I do that purposely and I do it with different groups of people so that not only one group of people knows where I am, obviously family, but like yeah. maybe a friend in here or like, and then a friend from college, a friend from work, you know, so that yeah. there's like multiple touch points. Nice. Very right. smart. Yeah. Yeah. Like what are you, some of your, your tips for, for doing that? Like, you know, updating people back home or keeping in touch with people back home when you're traveling. I mean, it's whatever works for you and your natural workflow. Do you, what apps do you already like to use? Do all of you, do you and all your friends have iPhones? Cause then there's an app that works across iPhones. 
I'm an Android baby, so that doesn't apply to me, but <laughs> <laughs> Android baby. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to work at Google and I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got hooked on the Android life. So, <laughs> and then, um, sharing your itinerary. So people know approximately where you're going to be. If you have an itinerary I'm all for traveling spontaneously as well, but if you know where you're going to be or your accommodations, at least that are those kinds of things. Um, and then especially if you know, you're going to be traveling somewhere less safe or going to an area for part of your trip, that's less safe. Um, I recommend having standing check-ins and if you don't check in, then they know something's wrong. Yeah. Standing. I do. I do that too. Like when I went off the grid on a boat tour in the Philippines for four days, I told a few important people, Hey, I'm literally not going to have service on these islands for four days, even though I I did end up having service on some of the islands, but that also let me off their back for like, or let them off my back for checking in with them, you know? Cause I'm like, I said, I would contact you in four days just because I have service here. doesn't mean I have to. But yeah, yeah like a, a stand, I told them before I went off the grid for four days, hey, I'm going to be off the grid for four days. Right. Yeah. And then I'll check in with you when I get back. And if they don't yep. hear from you in five days, six days, yep. then there's, there might be something wrong. Yeah. Or you might've forgotten. So you have to be, make sure you I don't forget <laughs> when you have standing check-ins or you might. Or not. knowing me, I'll post on social media before I check in with them and they'll be like, she's alive. She's good. <laughs> yeah. At the moment, too much tequila. Yeah. They'd be like, she's on Instagram. Well, you know, she's fine. <laughs> so in your travel experiences, where have you felt like you needed to have like your guard up? I, I haven't actually traveled to that many foreign countries that weren't that safe, but uh, I definitely had moments of this in Morocco. Um, so um, I was traveling with friends though. So uh, we just made sure we kept tabs on each other. Um, and had check-ins with each other. Um, I didn't have standing check-ins with people back home, but I did have ways of staying in touch. I did go through some parts of the U.S. that I was like, ah, this I was going to ask, what about domestically? Right, because you did yeah. van life as well, correct? Yes, I travel like crazy around the U.S. Um, and uh, there have been places where I've been like, I might want to stay in touch with someone while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's to say there could be anywhere that you feel it doesn't matter where it is it doesn't matter if it's traditionally unsafe country (laughs) or city or whatnot if you feel unsafe you have that's the message I want all women to hear you have every right to feel what you feel and to be cautious and to take precautions and just be prepared and everyone's story is valid everything you've been through is valid even if it's not the same as someone else's. That includes any, everyone's experiences with sexual assaults and harassment and abuse and violence. Um, mm-hmm. That's also something I talk heavily about throughout my classes and my course. We just, we need to support one another. So staying in touch with each other and connecting with each other and talking to each other and supporting each other is so, so important and so needed. Um, And a lot of women feel like they don't have a right to because what they've been through hasn't been that bad or that extreme, but everyone's story is valid. You know, if you've ever been grabbed in a bar, if you've ever been propositioned, if you've ever been, yeah, which pretty much every woman has, you know, that, that is, if it ever made you feel violated, if it ever made you feel unsafe, if it made you feel small, that's that is a valid story and we need to talk more about it and support each other and build each other up. And by doing so, we will feel safer and we will feel more confident 
And then we will walk with more confidence. We will travel with more confidence. And by doing so, be less likely to be targeted and therefore be safe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's all amazing. That whole segment. Yeah. <laughs> preach, girl. Preach. Um, yeah. And that also goes with your, you know, go with your gut type of feeling. Yeah. yeah. If you don't feel you know, you just know, and I've learned that over the years, it's like, cause I travel solo quite often mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, I don't think I should walk down this dark alley. Mind you, I've walked down many dark alleys stupidly yeah. enough. And I'm just like, I'm oh, fine this time. Like, nah, there was a point where I'm like, yeah, I should stop walking down dark alleys by myself yeah. at four in the morning, <laughs> but it's the faster way to get home <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Depends on the situation. Sometimes I don't feel nervous walking down a dark alley. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's the thing that, uh, you know, a lot of my friends like to joke that, oh, you know, Rebecca's fine. Rebecca's strong. She's got it. She does this. She teaches other people how to do this. You never feel unsafe. And I'm like, no, I feel, I feel scared all the time. That's that we're human. Humans always, Mm -hmm. we're always going to feel fear. I'm not immune to it just because I know Mm -hmm. how to handle myself. And I may not in any situation. So, you know, it's right. the point, the goal is not to have no fear. The goal is yeah. to listen to your fear and be prepared and act smart. Yeah. Even the other day, like I read a quote that said, literally like check in on your strong friends, because like you said, people don't think, oh, you travel the world alone. You're fine. You can do everything alone. You claim you do everything alone. I'm like, that doesn't mean I feel vulnerable half the time. That that doesn't mean I don't feel vulnerable half the time. There's still so many of those times where I'm like, I need that comfort. I need people Mm -hmm. being like, are you okay? Like, that's really scary. Yes. And to be able to say that and be vulnerable and talk about it, that's true strength. Mm-hmm. That's what makes us strong. That's what can make us stronger. That's yeah. why I named it Tough Cookie, uh, because I, I want to repurpose and re-embrace this term. Mm-hmm. I want everyone, not just women, but I'm targeting women, but really anyone could be a tough cookie mm-hmm. to want to be a tough cookie. And the goal, the point there is that you're tough and you're strong and you're, you know, resilient and you're, you know, but you're, you're diamond hard, but you're also delicious yes, <laughs> you're and you're crumbly and you're, you know, yeah. you're, you're you're delicious. yeah. <laughs> like a cookie. So yeah. both are what make <laughs> us strong. Those are the two pieces to be to true strength. Yeah. For the audience, I actually want to dive a little bit deeper into your van life experiences yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, moments, if there were any moments that made you feel like, oh yeah, I really want to can, you know, keep really want to teach self-defense or any moments that woke you up or changed your mindset or, you know, anything pivotal, like share, share anything you want, but the general van life experience, cause you started before the pandemic, which, yes. you know, everyone started during the pandemic. Yeah. We were in yeah. 2019, right? the, the van life uh, movement was definitely alive and well already by the time I started um it's been you know going for a while that's been really fun has been exploring that community and getting to know people in that world uh because they're usually very solitary people but um and and as a result very quirky (laughs) so I didn't even really think oh I want to join the van life community I wasn't aware that community existed when I started um I've just been a nomad for so long um before I even really knew the term nomad um I've been freelance and I've been I get bored easily and I need to explore and I can't sit still so I've been like 
on a plane once a month, once a week, just on the go, 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 go here, there for like maybe about one, for maybe like half of one year, I was on a plane about once a week between LASF and New York, just wow, like, it was just insane. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I got so tired of just having one suitcase of my stuff uh-huh. with me at a time and having the majority of my stuff living somewhere else that I couldn't access. And I was like, why don't I take my stuff with me? Why don't I have my home on the road with me? This is so silly. So I got a car. I'd been living, I've been based out of New York, so I didn't have a car. Um, and then I left New York and I was like, let's, let's buy a car again and let's buy one that I can live out of. So I did a ton of research and I uh, chose a Honda Element uh, because they uh, are awesome. and. <laughs> Uh, have a huge van life following. Um, and wow. so there was a ton of resources online about how to fully utilize it and how to do build outs and stuff, um, different strategies to use your element. And I wanted a vehicle that was small enough that I could park in normal parking spots and seem like mm-hmm. it looked like a normal car. She's my little stealth vehicle. So, <laughs> uh, and then I built out the back of her. Um, and this was in 2018, 2019. And then I went on my first massive I started big go big or go home um my first trip was early 2019 I did a solo road trip across the entire U.S. like I just happened went zigzaggy across the bottom and then zigzaggy across the top (laughs) 35 states wow I have um I have a Nissan Cube and I'm always imagining how I'm gonna flip it yeah yeah Yeah. We, I like, I love to, you know, go camping. And then this past recently on Labor Day, I, um, I went camping, but then the tent was under a lot of, uh, trees. And then during the night, it just kept falling. So Mm. I kept being paranoid and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go sleep in my car. (laughs) And then it just car camping van life is like, so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So many ways, cool ways that people convert Mm -hmm. their, their cars these days. So yeah. Yeah. So, and that it is such a huge movement. So there are so many videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. With different ways you can. I'm yeah. sure YouTube <laughs> has a ton of videos of things people have done. Yeah, they do. But I, I haven't found one that really like I, I want. So I'm going to have to like personally talk to you on the side about it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't find exactly what I wanted from videos either mm-hmm. for the element. I I pieced together tips and elements of <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Of what other people had done and then designed my own because mm-hmm. um, there were specific things I wanted. I wanted it to be modular so I could lift it up into a bench setup or down into a bed setup. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to be removable completely because elements have amazing resale value. Um, so I wasn't oh. sure when I want to resell it, if I want to resell it as a van build out. So um, mm-hmm. I built it all so it can be completely removed without, I made no holes into the car. I didn't, oh. so I had to I had to MacGyver a lot of shit to make it hang. I built custom (laughs) cabinetry that fits in the window, in the back window, but I have it like turnbuckled up to Mm. points that exist in the car. (laughs) Those designs did not exist. I had to come up with all that, but it's fun. But what extra like safety precautions did you take or did you insert or modify you know, within the element to help. Yeah. So there are certain, uh, weapons that I carry with myself at Mm -hmm. all times. And, uh, I'll say this about weapons. And I say this in my classes too, never use, never carry a weapon that you are not fully prepared and comfortable using. Mm. 
practice, mm -hmm. practice, practice. That's the key with everything, with everything around self-defense, with everything in life, but especially with self-defense when the stakes are so high. It all needs to be instinct. It needs to be muscle memory because you're not going to be able to stop and go, how am I supposed to use this thing? What right. What's the move? When you're like, right. ah, you know, at the moment. Mm -hmm. So you got to practice it a million times until it's muscle memory and then it goes doubly for weapons. So um, get pick one weapon. Don't go ape shit and buy a whole bunch, but pick one thing that you're comfortable with and practice with it a fuck ton until you're super, super comfortable. Um, I Everywhere I travel, I actually got this ready to show on the call. So I was like, Ooh. I want to show it off. I, this is my favorite weapon to carry and it's TSA friendly. You can huh. fly with it, you can carry it on. And I, I keep one in the car with me right by where I sleep. Um, and it's a tactical pen. Um, and it's, hmm. it's not that well known, which is why I want to spread the word of tactical pens. Uh, yes. Uh, so it's an actual pen. You can write with it, which is also awesome. If you want to yeah, journal <laughs> on your travels. Uh, but it has a glass breaker diamond tip that's mm. pointy as pointy as all wow. hell. I'll hold yes. that up to the camera. So you can break glass with it or, you know, break someone's face. You can. Uh, <laughs> I like the latter. You can break a lot of things with this. Break someone's a very effective yeah. tool. Mm. So handy. It's, you know, it's got a little clip on it. This one's by, I think, Atomic Bear. They make mm -hmm. a lot of really good self-defense. What are you holding there? I wanted to show you her bike handle. My, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but it, it here. it's here. You hear it? Yeah, this goes that looks effective. Oh, this goes. <laughs> it's like one of those, Rebecca. It's like one of those pull down bars. For I like, think. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see maybe a chain attached to it or something. Yeah. 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 So that's what it is. I mean, we don't have the other parts to it, so we're like, we're gonna use this as our weapon. Hell yeah! Whatever <laughs> works. You don't. Yeah. Anything can be a weapon. Quite literally, mm -hmm. anything can be a weapon. Yeah. Leah, whole... Leah mentioned high heels. <laughs> yes, heels are so effective. I, um, I also keep a big flashlight. I keep a mag light in my car and it's heavy as fuck. So, you know, that's a baton. That's a, oh, yeah. like a bat. And you know, that's a flashlight. A wow. so. yeah. And a flashlight. I like multifunctional things. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I also keep an assortment of knives because I'm just a big fan of knives. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> but not everybody's a fan of knives. So this yeah. is like much tamer self-defense. <laughs> Small pocket knife. Um, usually always on me, obviously not when I fly, um, but um, in my car when I sleep, absolutely. Um, and then I, I also actually keep a, mach a machete in my car. Wow. Um, yeah. Machete. But I do not recommend that for the, the novice. Right, right. Gotta you, be really you teach comfortable. yourself how to use a machete? Yes. I mean, I, I knew how to use those kinds of tools when I was a wildland firefighter. So I've Wow. Had experience with large axes and similar weaponry yeah. um, and martial arts and whatnot. So I, yeah, I'm very comfortable with the machete. Not everybody sure. is. Um, and it's, it's mostly for survival reasons. It's, I also um, hover on the edge of the prepper community. You know, they're also wicked smart and uh, have a lot of really helpful tips on how to survive and stay safe. So I, I dangle on the periphery of that community um and uh the survival machete is a very very effective tool if you get caught in you know if you get stranded somewhere or you know there's a zombie apocalypse i would rather a machete than a gun in a zombie apocalypse because bullets mm. run out yes also didn't walking dead just prove like guns don't work on zombies 
Yeah. Who knows what kind of zombies we will get? So exactly. Like, exactly. You have to dismember. You have to dis. (laughs) I both did it at the same time. I was like, you have to dismember the zombie. You can't just like shoot it through the eyeball. That's not going to do anything. It will just regrow. Safe bet to dis to to behead something. Just (laughs) yes. Always cut off the the jugular. Jugular. Uh, but right. I also lock my car when I sleep. That I will say. Yes, of course. Saying, but yes, should be said when I sleep in my. You have any cameras? I don't. Um, but that's you know a great tip that other people could employ. I just have limited budget and spent spent it on weaponry instead because I like weaponry. But you know, <laughs> um, there are great preventative tools as well. Um, I also do carry mace with me. I carry pepper spray on my keys. Um, And this is also- I I do too. Yeah. But it's not TSA friendly, is it? Um, Some, um, yes, um, if you check it usually, and it depends what ingredients in it. So Mm. yeah, look that up. But um, a lot of pepper sprays you can take in your luggage, but you can't carry it on. Um, But- practice using it yes i've also heard recently pepper gel because Uh, spray can backfire oh yeah i mean all of it can backfire and that's really the (laughs) lesson in weapons any weapon you yield you you wield can be used against you any weapon so right right that's Hmm. why you got to be super comfortable using it and know the risk prepared yeah know how to escape those clutches yeah but yeah spray if you're if you're anywhere near it while you fire it it can absolutely get in your eyes and gel has a little bit more of a uh, direct and contained stream so right yeah Yeah. that's i'm noting that to get the gel pepper gel yeah Yeah. gel is great it's in my amazon cart red pepper spray yeah they have a great uh saber red has a great brand of a lot of I'm just like dropping brand names, but uh, <laughs> I know all of it. Rebecca 10, Rebecca 10 to get your discount. <laughs> I do have Where's, a, um, an article on my website with my top recommendations on self-defense weapons and, and accessories. So, and that's we'll be sure to link. You said you have it on your website. I do. It's one of my articles on top. Okay. We'll link, we'll definitely link it for sure. We'll go find it and link it. Yeah. And then I also, and this one, I think everyone should carry this. You don't need to be super experienced to know how to use a whistle. Ah, yes. well, actually that's super smart. And I yeah. definitely do not have one. Noisemaker of any kind. They're also like little alarms. You press a button and it makes a lot of noise. Just a noisemaker, have a noisemaker on you because that is some of the best ways, just like yelling with your voice, such an effective way to Mm de-escalate a situation. Blow the shit out of this and people are not going to want it. (laughs) What is the singular most important thing to remember when it comes to self-defense and if you wish to add, like particularly for women? Uh, I would say that your number one goal is to get away. Um, and that the key to that is to stay calm and stay in your body. Panic is our number one enemy. Um, I call him Mr. Freeze. Um, <laughs> Mr. Freeze is our arch nemesis. He is our villain. There's, you know, there's a fight, flight, or freeze, right? The only bad option there is the freeze. If you fight or if you flight, you're usually going to be okay. Um, but the freezing is what gets us in trouble. So in the vein of always escape escape is your number one goal that means 
not freezing in the moment. And the best way to fight the freeze is to keep breathing and focusing on your body. Mm -hmm. Stay physically in grounded in what in the present, in what you can feel. Meditation is actually a wonderful practice that helps teach you this skill. So if anybody listening has been like, ah, I've heard meditation is good for you, but it's like super woo-woo and I don't know if I really want to do No, like, it's not shit. woo-woo at all. This is, is not, and this may help convince you it's an excellent tactic for teaching you how to be more prepared to defend yourself. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into... The T2A, Q2A, yes. which is the ticket to anywhere quick to answer segment. Oh boy. Are you ready, Rebecca? I'm ready. I don't know what you're going to ask me. So <laughs> fire away. Why do you travel? Um, Like I said earlier, I'm uh, just a, a very, very antsy, curious creature. Um, I get bored really easily and I need their life is too short and there's too much out there that I haven't seen. I haven't experienced. I haven't learned. I love learning. So I just want to soak up everything while I have time on this earth. So I just, I travel because it's just the means of learning. Felt that. All right. (laughs) So do you have any rituals or routines when you get to a new place? Um, rituals. On my way to a new place, um, I I always make sure that I change all of my devices to the time zone of where I'm going mm. while I'm going. Time zones can affect me pretty hardly when I'm when I'm traveling. The change in them. I just recently went to uh, about two months ago. I was in uh, Amsterdam and Paris, and then a couple of weeks ago I was in Maui, and that was like going forward in time and then going back in time. So I my body. <laughs> I got back from Hawaii and my body was like, and we're done (laughs) (laughs) to sleep for like a solid day. Um, And that's even with the, this tactic that I use. All right. That's cool. Time zone's a good one. Good one. one. So what is your biggest travel flex? What does that mean? Flex? Like something that you are good at that you could tell people, like for me, I would say I'm good at creating a solid day itinerary that mm. has exercise, eating, and exploring. <laughs> like something you're proud of. Yeah, something you're proud of. Um, I blend in really, really well into any environment that I'm in. Um, I like to call myself a bit of a chameleon. Um, it's, it helps that I'm ethnically ambiguous. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's super important. true. I know a lot of people like that. And I'm like, dang, you can go anywhere in the world and people yeah. will not know what you what you are, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I also am very good at accents and uh, am <laughs> relatively good at languages. So that okay. helps me blend. So I and I always make a point to learn as much of the language I can as I can on my way before I go and on my way there. And then I love to talk to locals about the language and try and pick it up and learn the nuances of it when I'm there. I'm just very nerdy about language um, and accent. I have like a lifelong goal of being a ninja, quite based, quite honestly. Love it, right? That's good. <laughs> Wait, give us, give us a little French accent since you were just in Paris. Ah, oui, you would like to hear me talk in a French accent? I was um, like, wait, are you speaking French or English? Mais oui, je parle en français un peu aussi. Um, uh, uh, what would you like to hear me say? I could wow. talk about um, okay. <laughs> this lovely interview we are doing together. Um, mm-hmm. I am very honored to be here with you. 
All right. The next question. Love it. Last... do it in a French accent. <laughs> um, last, last question. Just tell us about your upcoming trips, your upcoming travels. I know you got a lot going on in the next month or so. Yes. Uh, well, I don't have that many trips coming up. I am doing a lot of bouncing between uh, LA and the Bay Area. That's a Bay Area for work reasons. Um, and that has is limiting me on travel, unfortunately. Projects wise, um, I am actually working on so I, like I mentioned, I originally started doing this just self defense, women's self defense. And then I recently started shifting it. It's a pretty recent shift to focus on the travel niche. So I've been developing a whole bunch of content to expand my current online programs to be more travel specific. Um, so I will very soon, imminently be, by the time this airs, probably already be launching, expanding my existing uh, self-defense online program with travel specific awesome. content. And then I'm gonna bucket, I'm gonna package just those travel safety videos as a little mini course as well, in case, People don't want to commit to my giant eight module online program because it is it is a pretty big commitment. Um, so those will be live imminently. Yeah, so exciting. Very excited for you. You got so much coming up. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so sure. much, Rebecca. This was like Thanks, the most informational interview yeah, good. So, there's definitely a lot of stuff that i didn't know regarding like self-defense yeah so we appreciate you just good. blessing us with all your knowledge and- yeah, yeah absolutely so let everyone know where they can find you uh toughcookietravel.com and then I'm, I'm at tough cookie travel on instagram on facebook you can look for tough cookie travel on youtube <laughs> but yeah but toughcookietravel.com has got all the stuff Awesome. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you love travel as much as we do, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. Thank you all for your support so far. When you have the time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear your thoughts and feedback, and it'll help others come across our episodes and hopefully be inspired to travel and adventure anywhere.